Hey everybody, it's Josh Rutledge, your co-host for Fearscape Paranormal Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to support us more, please head over to our website, fearscapepodcast.com. There you can click on store and browse some really awesome t-shirts and maybe pick a couple up, or even go to our Patreon page and see how you can support us monthly. We love bringing you awesome content just as much as you like listening to it. Enjoy the show. Hello. I'm so glad you could join us. I hope you brought your blanket to hide under. The spooky crew is going to discuss things and events from other realms. Ghosts. Cryptids. Aliens. Be sure to hold your blanket extra tight as the boys take you deep into the fear scale, fear scale, fear scale. <laughs> Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another spooky, ooky, creepy, eepy, scary, hairy episode of Fearscape Paranormal podcast man i am your host stefan gearhart joined as always by the lusciously lipped josh rutledge how are you my friend well yeah, thank you very much it's the first time that i've been referred to as lusciously when talking about my lips but i, I mean, appreciate the compliment look at them yeah. i'm used to you seeing them pretty lips i'm used to seeing them pressed against my butt but uh oh how do you see that <laughs> How do you, I mean, how do you see that pressed against your butt? I have yeah. mirrors. I have mirrors and body cams everywhere. <laughs> That's the next level of astral projection. Astral projection. <laughs> He's got that lipstick camera shoved, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Well, as you can tell, we have a very, very special guest for a very special episode. We got another getting spooky episode, but this time it's with one of our friends that's been on the show twice with us now. Um, I, I love this guy. Let's, you know, da- this Santosh David, ladies and gentlemen. Say hello. I wanted you to say my friend and yours. My friend <laughs> and yours, Santosh David. How are you, Santosh? Freaking honored to be here. I've wanted, I've wanted to do a getting spooky since i knew they existed back in the day and so <laughs> this is a super treat a well super treat. i have poorly told many of your tales on this show over the years <laughs> i know <laughs> so um we will do our best here <laughs> <laughs> well, well what we'll do is we'll basically let stefan tell the story and then you can tell us how it's wrong and then yeah tell yes, us the exactly that's that's pretty much the truth that's pretty much the truth All right, before we get into that, we need to get into our segments. And uh, the first one, as usual, is going to be uh, our psychic word or words of the week. And now, the psychic word of the week. All right, we've got our Psychic Words of the Week coming from the Encyclopedic Psychic Dictionary by June Bletzer. Uh, This week, I have psychically spun the pages uh, and landed on a really creepy sounding one. And uh, this one, the term for the week is slaying in the spirit. 
<laughs> yeah, and there's dash. Hold on, like gay, like 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 ghosty. You are slaying, girl. You are slaying it in that spirit. Uh, no, the, and this is dashes in between each word. So, uh, what it says is to lightly touch the forehead of an individual with the first two fingers of the right hand and cause the individual to fall to the floor unharmed, with the intention that he or she will receive a bolt of Holy Spirit energy performed by an evangelist at a charismatic meeting that is designed to stir the emotions of the members. Individual falls backwards in a prone position, fully relaxed, instantaneously with the touch. Workers then help to ease the slain individuals to the floor as they are touched one after another. They lie on the floor until normal consciousness returns. Purpose is to receive a physical healing or change in attitude. Not all who fall backward are healed. There is a theory that a group elemental is built through loud rhythmic music and emotional ploy from the leader beforehand, composed to put the group in unison of thought. Group's expectation and desire for the healings and falling backwards causes it to happen. Yeah, so this ties back in our group elemental. I, I And that was, co- again, purely so. unintentional. Like, it's so yeah. weird that that was our word, what, a week or two ago, and then just (laughs) i didn't even mean to do that (laughs) you know there's like obviously i want to make the whole like um benny hen jokes and things like that but in Mm -hmm. yoga um in yogic tradition there is a touch that the guru can give that brings enlightenment like that yes yes i've heard that before yeah when my guru thwacked me on the head one morning when i was in meditation i was like was that supposed to be it <laughs> I'd be like, you did what? <laughs> but more than likely, I was just sitting there needing a thwack on the head. So, right. Also, I, d- I don't really know a good place to insert, but I'll just say, I wonder if the author ever got, oh, Blitzer Heart. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was good and bad all at the same time. <laughs> Before we get away, like, I want to let the listeners know because I've not seen the book in person, IRL. I just did because we're like video conferencing mm-hmm. this. And that is one of those weapons, you know, people out there, you know what I'm talking about, where you go into a house or in your own house, you're like, what has the heft that if I were being like attacked, would I grab and use as a weapon? Most often it's statuary. But uh, that book would be a good defense weapon. Oh man, oh. this sucker's heavy, dude. I mean, it's not. Yeah, but it's it's like a soft copy. I mean, it's like, it's like yeah, limp. But- <laughs> I mean, this thing. You've never huge. been struck with a big, heavy limp thing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I don't want to learn about your yogic practice. It, it'll stop your robberies right there. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus! Ah oh, Jesus! Mary and Joseph. Uh, but yeah, I mean, how many times have you seen those Benny Hinn specials or any of those things where, I mean, and that there's that one where the, like, the guy can get the entire like stadium to like... Um, right, it's like dominoes. Oh, oh just, Stefan, though. Oh, sorry. No, no, you go ahead. I, I'll, I'll hold on to mine, Josh. I was just going to say, it's like dominoes. <laughs> you, you touch the first row and they all just kind of fall back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And one of... Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about a Reiki bomb? What if you could contract your Reiki into a little, like, pill? You know what I'm saying? Like a little potent pill like that and drop it on someone. We're going to have to experiment now. Yes, for <laughs> sure. And Is that, uh, that kind of like um, the, you know, Arunkas? You know, that 
Well, I was about to say, there is, there is a really fantastic YouTube video that's out there, and it's somebody that had um, taken a lot of those Benny Hinn and all those, like, preacher videos, and anytime they would start to fall back, you'd hear, Shuruken! or uh, they actually put, like, Kano, or not Kano, but, like, uh, uh, Ryu or any of those and put them, like, Photoshop them in doing their final move. It's so that's freaking amazing. hilarious. That's awesome. That. Yeah, there's a bunch can also of them. create this effect. Um, Darren Brown is a phenomenal um, like hypnotist, and he has a show that's specifically about recreating that revival um, frenzy. And people actually had like healings occur, but it you know like vision change like like sight vision changes mm-hmm. uh things like that and the the pass out thing was used at one point too and it was all just and he he flat out said that's what it was so people went in kind of knowing and it could still produce this uh hypnotic effect upon the audience and that was one of them as well you know you know this makes me so these two things coupled together the the group elemental and then this that we're talking about here makes me think about the god helmet and and the, the that they use in in the Hellier series and and mm-hmm. what you know so the God helmet is of course changing or or doing something with like um, uh, stimulating stimulating the brain or whatever to make you you have or to uh, simulate a religious or experience. Mm-hmm. It makes me wonder if it is also uh, producing that faux uh, group element without the other group being there. If it, if it's basically mm. boosting the uh, the output, you will, of the one individual wearing the helmet to create that group elemental without a group being in place. Well, in certain um, Wiccan traditions, and Steph can attest to this too, especially like in British Wiccan tradition, um, in certain circles with the right people, you feel the weight of all of, of the group that isn't there, there. Mm-hmm. Oh, you yeah. know, so. I don't know. I'm fascinated on on a couple of levels, like yogically and from from like a witchcraft standpoint. I don't know. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, I'll, I mean, it, I it, is, it has been part this. of my quest for a long time, especially when I became a Southern Baptist. When I first felt that, felt that that God, um, what's the like, euphoria, right? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. when you're in praise and worship and stuff. And I was like, where is this? Is this in other religions and through my own path? And I have indeed. I've found it during meditation. I have found it when when I'm doing like ghost hunting stuff, like I get so just in this and, and helping a spirit move to the other side and things like that, that I can, I can actually feel that again, uh, as well as, you know, a Wicca, of course, many, many times, <laughs> especially like rising, raising the cone of power. Mm-hmm. Well, I can tell you that when we did the stuff, when we did the thing at the Bardstown, uh, in, in the theater there when mm-hmm. you know I was the dowsing rods and all that kind of stuff. Oh yeah, when I, mean, it, I, I we were I intentionally raising the cone of power. That's yeah. what was happening and and I was like the center of it. I couldn't stop. I couldn't stop moving and I yeah. I mean I was doing the Ouija board by myself. Like it, I'd never done like, it was crazy. I, I I really wish we would have videoed that whole that whole thing. I mean I know but the stupid I'm so mad I flaked on that night. The stupid monster was sleeping. <laughs> Naoma's husband, who was doing all the filming, fell asleep <laughs> like real early on, real early on. And so, in a lot of the audio recordings, you're always like, "Oh shit, what was that?" Oh, it's just Mitch snoring. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, talking about uh, Mitch snoring and spooking stuff like that. Let's, let's move get on. the creepy catch up. 
Not yet. We're going to no. spooky news first. Oh, okay. All right, so spooky news, I got a weird one. And man, like, I almost want to share my screen with you guys, just show you how creepy this damn picture Do is. Do it. Um, okay. That's not, that, that's not that creepy looking, though. <laughs> yes, it is, too. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> so the headline coming from timeout.com uh, says that people have dressed up as ghosts to enforce lockdown in Indonesia. And so uh, this says, as social distancing rules spread around the world, not everyone is following them to the letter. Many governments have introduced fines and other measures to enforce the World Health Organization's public health guidelines. But a few have been a little more creative, including a local youth group in central Java, Indonesia. Working with the local police, volunteers in the village of Kapu have been trying to scare people into staying at home by dressing up as ghosts. Earlier this month, volunteers were reportedly deployed in Kapu, dressed as Pokong, folkloric figures that represent dead souls trapped in shrouds. According to Reuters, the ghostly white figures were sent into the streets with the aim of deterring villagers, especially children, from hanging around outside after dark. Despite the mounting deaths in the country, Indonesia only introduced lockdown measures this week. And so this was uh, April 28th when this dropped. Mm. At first, the spooky new tactics didn't work so well. Instead of staying at home, local residents are said to have come out specific specifically just to see the mysterious Pokong patrols. But apparently, the Measures have since become more effective at stopping people going out and about. Since the Pokong appeared, parents and children have not left their homes, said one local resident. So if this one village is anything to go by, ghost cops could be just the thing to keep us all safe right now. <laughs> Isn't there a movie with, um, what's his face, Ryan Reynolds, where he's a ghost cop? Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, the um, the U, oh, what's it called, the, the paranormal, it's got... Um, Oh, that was like RIPD or something. Yeah, like RIPD. That. That's what it yeah. is. I'm over here at UAP. This is not an unidentified <laughs> aerial. RIPD. That's what uh, Anita wa- Blake's team is called. I, man, I I just too much have been watching too much um, undisclosed or unidentified the UFO hmm. show on history, and so hmm. I've been thinking UAPs. UAPs, but yeah, Anita Blake. Mm-hmm. I got you. I got you, boo. Uh, but yeah, I think it's a good idea. I mean, dude. I mean. I cannot tell you the amount of people here that are still just going out. And I mean, they're just at stores, like no masks. I saw this woman at Kroger the other day, pull her mask down to sneeze and then put it back up. Oh, oh. <laughs> and wow. I was like, what? You seen Hold it? on, baby. I got to take off this condom to come. I'm like, it ain't just for what you to be safe. It's for us to be safe, too. Like, what? What's the what's the the picture? I think it was Stefan. You or, or our uh, good friend, the theologian, sent us that the woman at Walmart um, or whatever wearing. Oh, it was a, me. Yeah, wearing the uh, sleep apnea sleep mask. Apnea. Yeah, <laughs> zero filter whatsoever. No, no filter. The tube just hanging yeah. halfway down, <laughs> wearing that sleep apnea mask. I mean, Did you look like Sandman. To, no, not even close. Not even close. She looked like a sandcastle. <laughs> but yeah it was it was it was funny i'm like i mean i guess two percent safe is better than no percent safe but it's like you know two percent milk's better than whole milk right so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah not for making cheese 
But yeah, I'm like, we need to do something. I guess we need to get the kids out here. They're all into Joker and be dressing up as ghosts and weird stuff. It's time to start scaring people. But they're the ones need scared, I guess. Oh, man, that was an old man moment. I apologize. <laughs> uh, we're going to go ahead and move on. <laughs> yes, <thank you. laughs> it's okay. I, I retreated into the new Harley Quinn series. I was like, it's so good. This. It's so good. It's but so yeah, good. those kids need to stay off my lawn. <laughs> Anyways, uh, let's What's go really ahead. Sc- What's really scary is that I was just saying, I didn't get it out, but I was going to say, you need to say some some kids to stay off your lawn. Yeah, I know. We're all psychically connected. We got (laughs) What are we calling? What are we calling our group elemental? Shirley? Shirley. (laughs) Oh, hey, B, by the way, uh, I don't know if she needs to come up in this conversation, but we got to talk about B reaching out. Yeah, we will, because that'll be a good getting spooky. Um, But anyways, let's move right into this week's UFO sighting of the week. Week, week, week. All right, Josh, what do we got this week? Yeah. So, uh, so this one actually comes from, I think, a friend of yours. Oh, yeah. My friend Dale. We just did last week, we did his uh, listener story. And then he hasn't even heard it yet because as we're recording this, that episode hasn't even aired yet. Right. Um, So he already hit me back up. Like he was just like, oh my God. And he sent me the listener story like two months ago. So it's just weird timing. (laughs) So, uh, so this actually took place, uh, looks to be on Sunday, uh, five, whatever Sunday was, Mm -hmm. 11. 510 and it's it's in louisville (laughs) as well by the way yep so it says around 11 last night i was out in the backyard with shelby my dog sometimes i go out with her and i look at the stars before bed off in the distance i see a white light with two smaller green lights one on each side of it i think wow i have never seen a plane come in from that angle before all of a sudden, the thing starts bouncing up and down. At first, I thought I was having another stroke or something. Then it stopped. Then it bounced from side to side. Then stopped again. Then started bouncing up and down again. Just kept doing that. Up and down and side to side, over and over. I got my roomie to come out and take a look. And by the point they were out there, it was partially obscured by trees. And he said... Yeah, it's definitely moving, but I think it's an illusion that it's bouncing caused by the tree. When I first saw it, though, it wasn't affected by the trees. One of my friends told me I was crazy. Yep, friends. It's weird when it's your friends, right? Because you'd think that that, those are people who'd be like, well, I mean, if you said it. (laughs) Well, again, you know, we've talked about it before how instantly dismissive people are because it means they have to confront their own belief system. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting because I mean, even the, like the skeptic of me screamed for a minute, as soon as he said he saw a UFO, cause I thought, Oh man, did he see Starlink? That's what I was waiting for. Yeah. And I hate that I'm doing that because, uh, but as soon as he started describing it, I was like, Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> And so, yeah, I was like, oh, man, that's awesome, man. So I'm so glad that he sent that in. That's that's fantastic, man. And, yeah, so it was, like you said, it had green lights. On either side and yeah. then a white light in the middle. Yeah. Which, I mean, most aircraft would have a green and a red. And a red, and yeah. And right, it wouldn't have both. 
and especially not that one color. in the middle there especially the way he talked about that it moved yeah, yeah bouncing around and stuff i mean now <clears throat> my eyes have been doing some weird things lately so like the whole thing with the clouds like yeah hey weren't your eyes i saw it too man well that's true yeah i saw it too so yeah it's yeah, i don't know i know kentucky has become a, a hotbed lately for ufo sightings i've been seeing a lot more coming from kentucky well you know it's always been a hotbed but it goes through periods it does like, yeah every like couple of decades it mm-hmm. seems like they just yeah. rev up and then the nation catches ufo fever but yeah. they, they really like the, like and i'm not sure if it's just the appalachian range which has interesting theories all into you know intermixed with that anyway oh yeah I mean, I just after <clears throat> after the docu you know series the Hellier, I, I am just really starting to see in everything that I watch and look into the correlation between where events happen and their proximity to caves. Yeah, it's just it's it's insane. I mean, look at like so we just did the episode talking about Skinwalker Ranch with Keith. Yep. I've been watching the Skinwalker Walker Ranch uh, series on History Channel. <clears throat> What's underneath the Skinwalker Ranch? potentially a lot of caves and caverns so again it's just the proximity to caves well, and, and that, what's you know. what's close to roswell carlsbad Bad cavern yeah mm-hmm. so again it's just the whole the whole mentality or thought around you know is it hollow earth uh, and are there you know <clears throat> certain entry points and exit points for hollow earth that uh maybe intersect with some of our hot spot areas so yeah i don't know well speaking of creepy things <laughs> <laughs> let's go ahead and move right into creepy ketchup creepy ketchup creepy ketchup creepy ketchup y'all it's creepy creepy ketchup creepy ketchup Creepy ketchup, creepy ketchup, y'all. It's creepy. I can't help myself. (laughs) It is. It is. And you know what? I want to remind people that we do have a creepy ketchup T-shirt on sale. Uh, We actually sold one uh, within the last couple days, um, so I'm really excited about that. But yeah, ketchup bottle looks like Mothman. It's hilarious. I've got ones in the works for you too. Once I I just, I'm waiting. There's other up. things. <laughs> we, we've been we've been selling some shirts, so I appreciate that. Anyways, creepy ketchup. So for those of you tuning in for the first time, this is where we talk about things creepy that have happened to us over the last week, synchronicities, uh, anything weird, odd, or any paranormal sightings or UFO sightings of the like, or weird dreams. Um, for me, I'll go first since I can't stop talking, is um, five minutes before we started today, Uh, recording I was getting up to go use the restroom my wife is gone right now she's out getting uh picking up dinner for us tonight and I'm here by myself in this house for like the first time and all of a sudden I hear hey Stefan (laughs) like (gasps) synchronicities Mm. Uh, and it sounded like a creepy old woman and it it sent shivers up my like even right now because i know i'm in here by myself i'm freaking out Mm -hmm. up my spine and it and i was like now her mother has a tendency to play pranks and they get they're moving back in from coming from florida next week and i was like did she come early and hide Mm. like was immediately my first thought 
Yeah. No, it was not. It was not. It was legit, and it was pretty clear. The hey, Stefan. <laughs> like, she knew it was going to creep me out. Like, yeah. that's what it felt like. And I was just like, no, I hate you. Well, I gotta be. Based, based on the voice that you, uh, you know, provided, I think it might be the Jersey Devil. <laughs> now, was <laughs> right here. Hi. No. Hi. If you listen closely, I think that's Kenobi's true voice. <laughs> you get out of here. That's Kylo's voice, man. <laughs> but yeah, it was creepy, and it's definitely not. I, I trust me, Kylo is a. He sounds weirder than our old friend's cat, Dimitri. Like he has his own special weird meows too, but nothing like this. Nothing. <laughs> You, you don't think your Alexa is becoming sentient? Uh, no, I don't doubt that at all. It's very possible. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's that, and that's really mostly. Um, I've definitely had some weird dreams, and the energy has been really, really weird the last couple days. Um, what about any any through. any more uh, night hags since you moved rooms? No, just that one where all I saw were With the, the hands fingers. And the eyes. Oh yeah, that was yeah. yeah. Yeah, that one creeped me out. So, but That's yeah, no, it's it's been it. it's been okay. I mean, but I've also I don't know. I've been sleeping a little bit better, so I don't know if that has anything to do with it or not. But I, you'd think because usually these things happen when I'm stressed out, and it's been a stressful yeah. couple of days. But no, I've been sleeping through. But yeah, that's that's what I got. Somebody creepy calling my name, and I know I always hear my name being called, but that was special. That was different. So, yep. Anyways, who wants to go next? That be I'll, hitting different. <laughs> I'll go next. <laughs> so I've had just some weird. So the only thing that's I guess uh, necessarily creepy is um, I have at night when I'm sleeping or getting ready to go to sleep. I'm like you know settle down, all lights are off and stuff. I feel things jumping on the bed, uh, and I have a cat. Four little but, monkeys. But the cat jumping on the bed sound feels different, you know. Um, and, and usually like something will jump on the bed and then a couple seconds later, the cat will jump on the bed. So something else is jump is sitting on the bed or getting on the bed. So that's, mm-hmm. that's the one thing. And then the other thing is just really, just some really odd, <clears throat> you know, we, we did that episode, uh, you know, with, with, with Skinwalker ranch. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, we got, you know, contacted, uh, with someone in the email about Skinwalker ranch yeah. and then, and then we did the episode talking about time travel and I get contacted from someone talking about time travel. So it's just really. Well, and it's interesting too, because um, Skinwalker Ranch, that was the third time we tried to record it. Yeah. There was almost a point where I, I felt like we were tr- being pushed not to because yeah. the first one we recorded, but we had so many technical difficulties that we couldn't. It just, I mean, it just wasn't working. It wasn't just on Keith's end. It was on ours. Yep. And then the next time we record, schedules got mixed up and the, it, just craziness happened. We couldn't get a hold of each other and all kinds of stuff. And so when it all came together, I was like, okay, what's going to happen? But I mean, I've right. checked the recordings. Everything's good so far. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's really all my creepy catch up from this last week. Nice. Josh, you got anything? I mean, Josh. <laughs> Does he got anything more? <laughs> hey, hey, San Josh, you got anything? <laughs> <laughs> Santosh, you got anything? Uh, well, reactions to both of you all. And then a, a third one. So um, starting with Josh's, Stefan and I have talked about how we've lived with ghost cats, right? And a mm-hmm. lot of times they would jump in bed with me. 
I had, that's one of the most often things that I would have is that, and, and there's the a specific feel to a cat's walk on yeah. a bed, you yeah. know, the, the jump, the pause, the movement and the, the resting. And then you reach to pet and there's nothing there, <laughs> you know, and you're like, yeah. okay, there that, that was nothing, longer than just a, just there's nothing like a cat. Like it, it jumps so differently than a dog yeah. does or a human mm-hmm. does. Like, well, and a, and, a, and a cat that cat that we had for a, a long time, I uh, just recently passed, and so I wonder if uh, I wonder as well. Yeah. Um, and then Steph, you're having auditory hallucinations, or whatever we want to call that, uh, Claire audience, right? Mm-hmm. Episodes. Yeah. Mine have been kicking up too, so uh, it's something that I've been talking to others about. About uh, happens around between one and three in the morning. And it sounds like somebody partying, which, you know, quarantine times, people crazy, no sense of time. Walk outside. My neighbors. Well, I walk outside. You'd be able to hear it if you were outside. Hmm. And I've checked both ends of the house and no one, no one is doing music. And then there's also little other ones, but I don't count the, you know, like, cause last time, actually part of my creepy catch up was auditory hallucinations, but the hypnagogic ones, which are related to fans being on, but these are very much, you know, more like conversations and things. And, you know, my, my rule is I don't listen in just yet. <laughs> I don't have the bandwidth to deal with that. If they start yeah. talking to me, <laughs> yeah, you know what, man, I, I didn't even think about this maybe being creepy catch up, but yesterday um, Sarah comes upstairs. She was doing laundry in the basement and she comes upstairs and she's like, Stefan, I think something's burning. And I'm like, Man, I don't, I was like, did you check the dryer? Is it just some hot dryer sheets, you know, like, <laughs> or can you smell something behind the dryer? And she's out there. She's like, no, I don't smell it. Right. And, uh, we go, uh, she's like, please come down and please check. So I come downstairs. I don't smell anything. I don't smell anything till I walk into the laundry room, which is where the main heater is. And I'm smelling and I can smell it, right? But mm-hmm. it's not coming out of the heater, but it's not over by the washer and dryer either. And I'm like, what the hell? And I'm like, I can't, I'm sniffing everywhere. I cannot find mm-hmm. the source of this. So I'm like... I'm going to go check outside. Like, I'm going to go check outside. I'm feeling walls. I'm feeling doors. I'm mm-hmm. feeling everything to see if it's hot. Nothing. So I go outside. I go out the back door. I don't smell anything. I don't smell anything. I get around to the back of the house. Boom. Smells like wood burning. Like, I mean, but there's mm-hmm. no smoke. And I mm-hmm. look next door because the wind's blowing that way, right? So I look mm-hmm. next door. I'm like, maybe they're cooking something nothing they're not even home and i'm like Mm. what the heck man and but i mean it's strong or it's scaring me i'm like i Mm. it's kind of burning like i can smell it like i mean Mm -hmm. burning my eyes and my nose and i'm like where is this coming from and i'm sniffing the uh the the dryer vent outside i'm like by where the fireplace is like i'm everything i can't find anything and i'm like i don't know what it is i don't see anything there's no smoke and so Mm -hmm. i go around and i go uh out to the front and then I smell it again and I'm like what the heck and the second I leave my property nothing I walk Mm. back into my property I can smell smoke Mm -hmm. I take one step forward nothing and the wind is cutting man it's blowing 
mm-hmm. it's not blowing it away. It was the weirdest thing. And it got to the mm. point where Sarah's seeing this and feeling this too. And we're not seeing any smoke, but we're smelling. I mean, we've checked every nook and cranny of the house outside, mm-hmm. inside, nothing. And it was not in the house besides that small pocket in the basement. And I was like, Sarah, we just got to let it go. I don't, I don't know what else yeah. to do. And we'll check on it in 30 minutes. And we checked on it 30 minutes, nothing. It was gone. Hmm. Like, I, I don't know what, and, and I didn't even think about it being spooky or weird till right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there are psychic smells. Were you there when I, in college, when I went through the old lady powder at, uh, I don't want to say names because, but uh, our friend with the feline name, <laughs> yeah her house when I don't we would remember. go over there no. yeah i walked up into a cloud of um it's specifically that old avon talcum powder mm. scented talcum powder smell and walked like through a cloud of it and everybody was downstairs nobody else was in the house and i'd already walked up and down and you know and did it again going up to to the bathroom and went right through one of those smells and uh, our friend was like yeah that's that's the woman who uh, lived here before us you can sometimes she yeah. So my my great granny uh, lived in in Alabama. Um, I, I went to a house probably a couple times when I was a when I was a kid, and um, she always hung uh, peppers from a string in her kitchen mm-hmm. to kind of dry out and to to get ready for cooking. And there there was always just kind of this weird smell. I don't know how to put it that was in her kitchen that was the result of those peppers hanging there. Mm-hmm. So the other day. I, I go into this back room where I record, you know, where I was sitting when we record, and I go to turn the light off, and I smell that smell, Aww. and I'm like, "That's weird." So then I like I, I turn the light off and I leave, but then like I'm headed back upstairs, and I turn around, and I'm like, "No, let me go back and check." So I go back into the room, and I still smell it. So it's just really weird that because um, I don't, I mean, I it's probably been thirty two years since I've seen her, um, and she's she's been dead for twenty something years at least. So yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I feel like we're about to uh, sneak into some regular topics. So let's go ahead and get right into our main topic, which is getting spooky with Santosh. Yeah. Hey, Blanket Huggers. Stefan here from Fearscape Paranormal Podcast. And do we have a scary good deal for you right now? If you head over to fearscapepodcast.com forward slash Gamefly, you can get a 30-day free trial Gamefly subscription on us. Now, if you're not familiar with Gamefly, it's a game and movie rental service where you can play the hottest video games for systems like the Nintendo Switch, Xbox One, or even the PS4. You can get up to two games or movies out at a time, and you can do that an unlimited amount of times a month. Josh and I love to play our game systems, and I am really enjoying the Final Fantasy VII Remake right now. And if you're like me, games are too expensive to buy and beat in the same weekend. Well, with Gamefly, you can get it and keep a game as long as you need. Then you just send it back and get the next game on your list. So head on over to fearscapepodcast.com forward slash Gamefly today and give it a try. All right, S. Uh, So... We're super pumped to have you here. You and I have shared a lot of spooky experiences over the years. Um, <laughs> our path together has been one of weird and spooky and the crazy awesomeness. Um, so I am uh, biased and privileged because I already know most of these stories, but I know Josh doesn't know a lot, nor does our audience. So um, yeah, we're, we're so excited. So um, 
one of the first things that we like to ask our guests is what was the first paranormal thing that happened to you and at what age? Oh, really, really, really good question. Yeah. Um, like what was that when you were like, what is this? Right. When okay, you first so, became aware. Well, I've got a gut. Well, okay. Well, let's start with that last trigger word. Aware. <laughs> um, several like that we can hit. Uh, I, they were doing placement testing in kindergarten and I was looking at the test and there were two they did one in the cafeteria and then they did a set like they there were two rounds of tests and i remember saying to myself why don't we remember this this is so easy this is kid stuff Come, what what and i remember the feeling of forgetting mm, wow at 5 years old mm. i don't remember wow. anything about who i was beforehand but uh for me i distinctly remember the feeling of forgetting it's interesting and not forgetting something i knew you know what i'm saying that i learned as a kid but like what you or me now if you were to take a kindergartner's test and then feel your ability to cognize at this level being taken away well it's interesting because i've i've actually had conversations with both your memo and your mother over the years like talking about spooky stuff obviously and um different stuff and talking about you and both of them <laughs> have said, you know, that they always thought at an early age, you were very self-aware and very aware of things like that early on. So yeah, I, I, was, I was an odd child. Unfortunately, I was also a traumatized child, um, you know, so yeah. that that feeds into a whole different side dialogue as well. So was I weird because I was weird or was I weird because of the traumas that I endured? Who uh, knows? Right? Who knows? So. And who knows? Who knows? But I do Same, know yeah. that 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 I, I remember forgetting. I also remember uh, making a memory. Uh, my toes were in the grass and I was looking down uh, and this was in Paraville, Kentucky, outside of what I sort of identify as my first house. But this would be uh, around ages three or four. And I look at my toes and I go, huh, I'm making a memory. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, now that one, I can say like having studied like, um, uh, you know, like, the brain in like from a paranormal uh aspect i don't want to claim things that i'm not you know mm -hmm. be like oh, i was a neuroscientist no that's just a hobby <laughs> like um but that that it pulling that memory out so often in the telling of it helps polish it so is it that i remember it or is it because it's one of my favorite stories to tell that it's stayed so pristine for yeah. so long so tell what's the, the waifu, hi and i love her I just saw you mouth to the side. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> so, you know, I always think it's funny because my, um, uh, my brother uh, doesn't believe that I have memories going back to when I was like three years old um, that I can easily recall. And so it's, it's, it's really refreshing to hear someone who also has a similar uh, talent so that uh, I'm not just making something up because what he often <laughs> what he'll often say is it's that, probably in my book, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> but no, what he'll say is sometimes is that I don't really have a memory. I have a memory of someone telling me about something that I that, that I did or had, had occurred. Oh, I me. hate that. Yeah, and so it really bothers me because I do. I mean, I I uh, I, I have a, a very profound memory of a lot of different things from when I was that young so. until we need you to use it. <laughs> I am definitely like, so Stefan will attest. I also have a natural talent for forgetting things. 
um, that's been throughout the life. But uh, I bet you know as well, Josh, that there is a distinct feeling from an implanted memory, which what you said your brother was telling you when yeah. somebody's told you how it was mm -hmm. and you fill in with the information. They can right. get really real, but they still They're have... very different. Yeah, like I want to say like quiescence. They have it, like they have a they have a something about them that's yeah. That's I was almost gonna say cloudy, but that's not right. Yeah, cloudy. I, I like that yeah. word. Well, that, I, that fits in well with how I feel about it. And I, you know, so I have some. I have some. I've had some dreams that are that are so realistic that I wake up questioning whether it was a dream or not. Mm -hmm. And those things stick with me. Excuse me. They kind of feel like foreign bodies, if you will. Mm -hmm. So it, it's like a memory. But it, but it feels foreign. Is it really a memory or is it just well, dude, a memory of a dream? or? Whatever? Let me tell you, this mm. literally just happened. So I had gotten Sarah a uh, Princess Leia t-shirt for Mother's Day. And because uh, our fur babies. And um, anyways, I was looking everywhere and I couldn't find it. And it, it I, rem I remembered that it had come in a couple days before. I remember opening the package, seeing the Princess Leia, and then going and putting it in the hiding spot, like, to hide it. And I couldn't find it anywhere. And I'm looking all over the place. Well, the day before, I had gotten a notification from Amazon saying that my package had arrived with that. And I was like, mm, they messed up. They sent me that like three days ago three, four days ago or whatever. And there was no picture, you know, Amazon will take a picture. There was no picture mm -hmm. yeah. and anything. And so, I mean, I tore up this room, like looking, I tore up the basement. I mean, I looked in my car, I'm going everywhere. And she's, there it is. You can see for those watching, um, don't mess with the princess. Uh, but anyways, yeah. like I'm looking everywhere. I can't find it. And I'm really frustrated. I'm really mad, but we're going to go get something to eat. And as we're leaving, our neighbor across the street goes, hey, 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 hey. Amazon accidentally dripped off, uh, dropped off this package to me. And there it was. And I mm. was like, mm -hmm. how? I said, I remember. Quantum shifting. <laughs> and then I re realized it had to have been a dream. I must have dreamed about it. And it was so real. Or, like you said, quantum shifting, right? Yeah, I was going to say, well, the muggle explanation would be, yes. <laughs> or mandala, you, you, you know, whatever. It. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. Like, yeah, I forgot all about that. Like, yeah, that totally happened, and it, it weirded me out. Luckily, it saved my mood because I was pissed. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, so, I couldn't get in touch with Amazon because they were like, oh, we're overwhelmed, so we're not taking calls. And I'm like, oh, um, there's a <laughs> <laughs> Carol Baskin. <laughs> um, so also around that age, um I didn't this is funny because this links back into when I was living in England, uh working at a sandwich shop, one of two jobs that I had, and I uh, was talking to an astral projector who was like so far advanced that his stories were just phenomenal but it was one of those he's like i don't talk to people about this and you know like and i was like no dude i get it uh helped me remember a thing that i used to do when i was a kid when i was around five years old so i would be laying in bed and my favorite thing to do would be to spin my body on a pole axis in the middle and the feeling of falling back into my body 
it's it's like a rush. I, I don't know, like if you all like, okay, hold on. Everybody has this experience. You're in a dream and you wake up and it feels like you were levitating, but maybe you were just sitting up. Regardless, it's that feel of the head like smacking back down into oh, the um, right. Yeah, I've woken up bouncing on the bed like because I was falling. right. Probably, probably a early indication that I have an addictive personality. I was addicted to the high of reintegrating my astral body with my physical body. But I used to love to spin upside down and look underneath my bed. So, you know, like, like imagine holding onto a pole at your waist and I would fall backwards through the bed and then look at the stuff under my bed and then speed up to slam back into my body. And that high, I liked that feeling. That's incredible. (laughs) (laughs) And I didn't really associate it, but that is astral projection in a way, but I didn't ever think of it like that until like 21 when I was living in England and having Mm. a conversation with an astral projector. So random thing that i did besides being an imaginative kid so do those do those count as early first experiences oh yeah that's that's good it's different, <laughs> it's different but it's good i like it yeah so <clears throat> if i'm uh i i gotta know because and this is probably like a really fast forward into the future but i, I want to make sure that we talk about it because stefan has talked about it before and i and i hope this is a comfortable topic but the troll under the bridge. Oh, that is a good story. Oh, talk about clairaudient audio audio hallucination, supernatural, just fuckery. Oh, okay. So this was during a tumultuous time in my <laughs> life. <laughs> I I like to refer to it as one of the few psychotic breaks that I've ever had. Um, like it, it took a lot. It's, it, the story is really big and I'm getting off track. Let's just tell this story. This story is one of many that were like great fireside stories that happened back to back to back to back to back to back. To oh, back yeah. To and it's interesting. All three of us. We're at, we all went to that school. <laughs> yeah, you knew me point. at this time, and so you know that bridge. Um, you know, like, and everybody called it, you know, like a bridge, but it was just kids graffitiing, you know, like now back in the day, I'd love to see those symbols and be like, okay, this idiot got that from there. It, you know, there was no real witchery on it, it's just graffiti, and so thus it was cursed. So I was taking, I had just taken one of Stefan and I's theater friends back to her dorm. I had walked her back and I was feeling very gallant. Um, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's just some times where it's like a lady lets you treat you, treat her like a lady. And you're like, yay. You know, even my gay ass loves that. Um, <laughs> and so I was on, I was on that personal high, like walking back and it was at night. And do you know how that bridge is on a corner road? Um, yep. And there's a house. And so basically that corner of that road is this house's yard. Um, and it's a distant from this. So you kind of have to take a right. Uh, so from where looking at the bridge from where I was, you have to take a right and cross over it to get to a, a, a set of dorms that were down that road and off to the left. So, you know, not even close to seeing those dorms. I'd just taken the long way home because I just wanted to soak up the good feelings. So I'm midway through this yard um, on the road at this point, and I hear, hey, hey, you. And I stop, and I look around, and I'm like, and it's like, over here, over here. 
And that's when I realized the voice is coming from underneath this bridge. And this is one of those stereotypical, like, circle Mm -mm. at the bottom storm drain. What? No, it's not. Nope. No, I'm just saying, hell no, I'd be gone. Oh, I was like, yes, it is. You saw that bridge. I was like, what you, what you, mm." No, I'm just saying, "Mm mm-mm, go. Oh, I know. Well, that was my reaction. And back then, I was sassy, right? (laughs) And, and I, under the bridge, and that's what I said. I said, oh, hell no. Didn't we learn anything from the three Billy Goats gruff? And, you know, like, now, mind you, this is a college student standing in the middle of the road at night, shouting at a bridge across Billy the yard. Gruff. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine the crazy that I looked at, looked like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, no, 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 seriously, dude, come here. Well, I didn't say dude, it's like, no, 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 come here. I got something I want to tell you. And I was like, no, it's like, and it goes, what are you? chicken like marty mcfly over here (laughs) and that at that point i can tell like it go it something flips and i'm like oh this is a voice in my head but at the same time i keep talking out loud about it out loud to it and i'm like um there's no way in the hell i'm gonna let a voice in my head talk to me like that you know but now here's the difference like pause in the story to if you will um there's a difference between remembering voices in your head and when you hear a voice in your head, mm-hmm. there just is it's, I don't know if I can explain the difference, but there's a clarity also when you're making it up in your head and your imagination, yeah. you can kind of feel yourself squeezing yep. that imagination muscle. Do you know yep. what I'm saying? Like yep. you kind of know you're participating. And I mean, as haunted as that campus is, man, I, one story among it, many. Now, I don't think it was in your here's, head. Well, here's where it starts to get. Here's where it starts to get weird. <laughs> oh, um, oh, my bad. My bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold up, I'm not done. So, you know, like I'm like, oh, okay, this is some sort of imagination. Yeah, let's just roll with it. You know, like theater kid. I got this. You know, like, and I'm like, um, there's no way I'm letting a voice in my head talk to me like that. And it said, get the fuck over here. Uh, and, and it's voice and I and like and I like start and I'm like oh don't, you know like oh no and I run diagonally through this fucking part. <laughs> it is screaming at me and the weirdest fucking thing to this day like I get goosebumps talking about it like the voice got quieter and quieter and quieter the further and I ran back to mm. the dorm and it was mm. screaming after me and it did nothing came out of the bridge or chased me but the voice literally like not like Doppler but do you know what I'm saying like the yeah. where where as it, you distance it yourself it got yeah physical distance equated to auditory i mean you were social distancing like a mug (laughs) right six feet away shit i was six i was more than 200 feet away you know (laughs) in 60 seconds flat (laughs) yeah right like a a road runner (laughs) And and i was out of there and yeah and it had all these creepy qualities and that's why it's been one of those polished gems of a story because i was not I was not actively trying to make it up. I was not pleased with the interaction. I also, ha- there are just, there is a type of, that kind of codified or became the bar of when something in my head is not something I would say is mine. Yeah. And I've had other psychic experiences. Um, where I've heard intrusive thoughts, like someone singing in their head has popped into mind during a test. Mm-hmm. Stefan, you know who this happened to. And like, um, again, I don't want to say names because people aren't there, but um, 
let's say there's a popular girl's toy, uh, and that would be the last name of this person. <laughs> uh, so I, I'm, I'm really bad at not saying names. Um, don't put me on your Pictionary team. <laughs> uh yeah so so that was um that was one of a series of them so now we got to tell a couple more from that yeah, time have at um, it, one of stefan's favorite and i've heard him talk about this one on the, <laughs> like 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 on the show too is the roommate demon episode. yes i am the stephen king of friends stories <laughs> <laughs> well funny name you chose um, I'm, I'm going to have to, we'll call this person Steven for yeah. sake of what you just said, right? With a, with a PH. <laughs> um, so this living in a different set of dorms, same campus, right? We're still talking about that, that university. Um, and it was in the fancy ones where there were private rooms and a shared, um, common room and bathroom. And so in those small rooms, there was a bunk bed pressed against the wall, right? The length of it. You couldn't move it around. You'd have to take the bed apart to take it to, to move the bed sideways, right? Yeah. And two of those beds, it would be longer than the room was long, if that gives you sort of the dimensions of it. Very small room, just enough for a bed, a closet, and a desk, right? Yep. Um, hey, sorry, sorry to interrupt real quick. I just got the weirdest deja vu that I've heard all of this before. It's one of I my mean, favorite you may, stories. You mean, okay. I don't know. I just, the, the whole explanation of like how the dorm is, how the room was laid out and the, the two bunk beds side, but I was just, it was just very spot on. So, oh, well, no, I mean, well, that makes sense for a couple of reasons because we're talking about some super paranormal shit right now. And also because <laughs> Stefan's told the story before. <laughs> <laughs> It's and true. you probably thought he was making it up. He was just <laughs> liberally taking my words. Yeah, I write, I write, I, I scribe what Santosh says. <laughs> and I use he actually as, has an eidetic memory as well. I use them as anecdotes. Oh, uh, <laughs> so uh, Santosh is my Bob and Tom. I, I take that. <laughs> I, I don't want. I like. I love Stefan. And so, um, <laughs> laying in bed stressed out about all these supernatural things that have been happening to me and oh also like cue in the fact that my dumb ass asked for it um there was just a point and i was still teetering on the edge of christianity at that time but i couldn't resolve paranormal experiences in my life and certain other things that were a natural part of it and the version of christianity i was being taught um mm -hmm. couldn't resolve those but i was basically had hit this point and i was like look all right, God, I'm ready. Lift the veil. I can take it. I, you know, like this is, I want, I want to know, show me. And I very specifically remember that prayer because <laughs> it proceeded like, 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 and I prayed it with fervor, which we can talk about like yogically, uh, you know, in a different discussion about how like, that's one of the prerequisites of like quick enlightenment is if you want it bad enough. It, right. you you can short step the time spent but it's but it's a frenzied type of want um and like so so right like feeling kind of like i brought it on myself as, at the same time trying to be like oh this is cool but what do i do with all this and it's kind of spooky and i don't really know what to you know some of it's scary and some of it's awful and da 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 so all of this is tumbling around it may sound like i'm rambling but no that's what my brain does and i was mm -hmm. laying in bed and i I remember the bed is by the wall and I turn to lift the um 
curtains out of the way and look back. And I turn around and I go, oh shit, Steven, what the f are you doing in my room? And sitting on the edge of my bed, and so uh, like you all can kind of see it. So um, in, in that typical gargoyle, like, you know what I'm saying? Like hands and perched. feet. Yeah, yeah, like perched like a gargoyle, like my knees here, like yeah. hands are between the, the feet and staring at me. And two things occur at once. A realization that no movement had been made on the bed. There was no weight. It did not bow mm. down. For some reason, I observed this. Second was just the realization you're not Steven, which I then say in very horrible <laughs> and I was like, you're not Steven, who are? And it said something to the effect of join us and then spoke something that sounded like German choking on a chicken bone. <laughs> now, later in D&D, &D, I would come to find, come to call this abysmal, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. you know, not as an adjective, but as a language and, and you know, like of, of the nether or hell regions, which fits well into a narrative format but i didn't i didn't know what the fuck was going on it just the best words i had was it sounded like german choking on a chicken bone mm. um and so cling the fuck out of me and so yeah no i love klingon but yeah like, <laughs> like um yeah yes and no um and i do this i clench my, and i turn and i flinch away and i turn back and just from the feeling of turning my head back to check simultaneously I had the feeling of waking up and so I did not dismiss it as a dream I had to talk about it with a lot of people but that was just enough and now I wonder years later was that it receding from the room did that feel like the sensation of waking of it, up yeah. but if it was a dream it was beyond hyper real and another thing happened and I said this with the like the first, second, or third retelling. It did not take very long. I said, and I remember him having red eyes, but he didn't. But for some reason, when I accessed the memory, he had red eyes. He did not during the experience. So you know how we were talking earlier, how you feel like memories have been manipulated and you yeah. know? In the telling of it, I was like, I want to say that they were, and I can remember it, but I know that's not how it happened. Hmm. Well, it's yeah. like, uh, isn't that odd? It's like you know, it makes you think about all of Stefan's night hags, um, and they all have red eyes. And again, does he act, or do they actually have red eyes, or is he just remembering that they did? So, like a memory filter, yeah, right. or you know, maybe we're not meant to see what's behind that red. Or, or also, like, is that just the best our subconscious can do to say, I saw something more, but you can't, but we don't have a common language for you to access it? Well, you know, one theory that I saw is that one of the reasons we see light so much in terms of UFO sightings and cryptid sightings, and we see these red eyes and they're always lit up, right? Mm -hmm. And these, or even green eyes or different things like that, is that these ultra terrestrials or these extraterrestrials use light as a language, and that we well it's data yeah right because we uh, just assume they're going to talk through their mouths or te telepathically but they may use colors or light <gasps> or Dude, something so i'm having a mind-blowing situation like also think about <laughs> alert, well, people, alert alert yeah think think about the rainbow shrimp right you know what i'm talking about this mm -hmm. the, the thing that can like create this sonic boom and it has um what is it 14 color rods yeah and it sees certain colors as aggression 
like you can stimulate certain activities with certain colors it perceives them as do you know what i'm saying like it's not right. afraid of red it's it's it sees them as it has like certain reactions to um to different wavelengths right. and it's that bit- it sees and i'm like well hell it makes sense we already have that happening in the animal kingdom that we've observed that they those with different rods perceive that information differently it makes you wonder too if someone who's colorblind would still see things with red eyes or whatever in visions or would whatever. they be green eyes if they've got red green <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> i mean so so colorblindness obviously is with the physical eye but if, mm-hmm. if that's all you if that's all your brain has ever known right would, would it, it be able to process colors yeah I've I've heard, ah, man. I don't know. Now I'm I'm questioning what I think I've heard. So I'm not even gonna say it. <laughs> What's well, the same type of thing as you know? And I don't. This is getting way off topic, which I tend to do. But um, the, there's been a lot of discussion that I've listened different documentaries and things. Do do blind people who have never seen like so they're born blind? Mm-hmm. Do they? What do they dream about? And so. You know, do they do they dream in color? Do they dream in in um, feeling high definition type? You know, yeah. type. Well, I do know that that if they became blind at an early age, you know, and and had had seen color at one point and seen things, then yes, they will dream that. They way. have technically sighted dreams. I've heard an NPR um, uh, prod prod broadcast um, broad slash podcast about it too, and I think that they were talking about some of them do have like what would be called visual dreams, but they're not what exactly you'd think by that, that there are things and they do dream and there are colors and stuff, but it's, yeah. Um, interesting. Well, and uh, like, this is all sensory perception and, you know, like me, me as a like sharer of yoga that it, uh, as a Swami, if you will, um, <laughs> or a Yogi, if you must, that, that, uh, these are just, sensory perceptions that ancient ancient teachings have told us you need to divorce yourself from these it's not that you need to stop interacting with the world but that you are too dependent on the sensory motor organs for giving you your data that there are different ways that there is an internal sight that there is internal sound that there is internal generated stuff because this is just electric impulses that the brain is turning into reality which is often called maya or illusion but think about it your brain has to process this. So even in milliseconds, you are not perceiving real time. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? Sound still has to travel through a medium. It did not happen from the vocal cord to the ear. It just feels like that. Right. You know, like, and so even like people participating in a podcast, they're listening to it now. So something is happening, but your brain is interpreting electrical signals based off of sounds and grunts that we make and then having a whole internal experience about that. It's phenomenal. Like the whole relationship with the brain and the world. So yeah, no, I, I love pondering things like you just brought up Josh. It's like, yeah. Now to where are our limits? Well, I was just going to say the one thing that, you know, uh, Stephanie, you and I have been watching that uh, deep space thing on Gaia. Right. And one of the topics that, that in one of the recent episodes, uh, I guess the episodes are from like 2016, but that we watched was, um, does the mind can is the mind separate from the brain yeah yeah and they because they were talking a lot about even those that have what's called flat ba- brain syndrome are still able sometimes to think and and to do different have things. a high iq yes. and yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um i would say yes like at least from yogic philosophy 
the mind is a different thing. Like chitta is different than buddhi. There, there are different levels of mind as well, um, qualitatively. What, what? Yeah, sorry. We're that's yeah. philosophical things to get off on the other thing. We're talking about fun, like yeah, supernaturally so things. I want to say during that same time and with uh, who we'll call Stephen, um, you also, I believe, and I know this isn't really as spooky, but I feel like it ties in that you went to some like prophecy church oh right, yeah to get like a like you and him went to get like some prophecies or something and i just and feel like with at that time like was crazy and of stuff the same stuff with the lindarians too I'm, you know I well yeah exactly <laughs> so I went to a witch's coven to have my own joan of arc where they a moment where they had literally hidden the high priestess you know and i was kind of calling them out because whatever i was operating on i was able to see people referencing someone by looks and i'm like why are we why are we playing joan of arc here this right. is the real thing <laughs> you know to talk to them about it and a priest and yeah. went to have another of our um rolling friends you know. <laughs> 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 if you know whom i mean yep. uh whom i refer uh, that uh took me to uh, went with me to go speak to a priest because i wondered if i needed an exorcism and uh yeah the hold on which one were you talking about I was talking about the prophecy church. <laughs> yeah, where they laid on hands and they prophesied. And mm-hmm. all I remember was a lion in the road. Right, that's um, what I that's, remember too. And, and I, I feel remember. like I remember you said you like the, the lion opened its mouth and you put its you put your head inside of its mouth. That's what I remember. Mm. Yeah, see that one, that that like that one's lost That because I didn't really, I guess I just haven't told that one enough for it to be to be standout. I remember going, but, but that gets clumped into a, I went to several different, all of the spiritual leaders I could get a hold of in a short range, mm-hmm. you know, um, I would have went to more if I'd known of more, but then we're talking what, 20 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that, and, and so like the paranormal was shunned. It's not like, it's like, it's a fandom right now, you know, like, so there were just, right. we didn't have a, like, I hate talking old talk. We didn't have access things the internet was not what it is today no, there were some message just... boards but uh they were so well, unverified and, it was well, well yeah and... exactly you think you can't trust people to fucking day hell back then it was just the wild yeah. fucking west of people yeah. Yeah, spouting yeah. off bullshit people like stan romanek <laughs> <laughs> you leave him alone <laughs> he got beat up by a group of aliens <laughs> But he used his mad fighting skills. He did. Man, I'm telling uh, you, we got to look at Stardust Ranch where that guy fought off the aliens with a katana. I've been wanting to bring that up the whole fucking time. Uh, uh, it's, it's one of my favorites. It's okay. Favorite. Um, so w- another story I want to tell real quick, and then you all can ask again, but uh, I thought might be good, is where f- uh, sometimes around me f- physics wobbles. That's interesting. Is the best way that I can say it. Um, now... Don't worry, people. I am now in the professional medical healthcare system and have. <laughs> you ain't got to do all here. that because we're uh, even crazier. Have you met Keith no Age? No, but you've heard. Yeah, it. yeah. No, well, you know, like I'm just like. He let's, shoots let's, psychics. I want to, yeah, I want to just get, I, I just want to get it out of the way so I can just 
speak like because it's all about authenticity for me right yeah. now so i wanted to come onto this and be like really truthful physics changes around me sometimes um a couple of specific incidences one uh one happened i think you were a part of this one uh so we were at the library right our little midnight society crew that <laughs> might have actually yeah. been our, our poetry clutch that we had gotten to i don't remember we yeah. were leaving um i remember uh our librarian friend and our um she who shall not be named and <laughs> um even though i don't feel that way but you know, what I, mean. <laughs> I know. um and then another and then another another friend uh, or two walked to one way so i walked with another set of friends and you know we're not walking fast we just left so we're not running right right uh you know like from the library front door to the parking lot was where the librarian was headed mm -hmm. i was headed the opposite way towards the chapel so josh you probably know this direction too yeah. remember how you swing around we had gotten past the chapel down the hill when i was like oh crap, I forgot to tell them something. And I turn around and start running back all the way around. So I'm on the opposite side of the library at this point, right? Um, and we had been talking and, and, and I feel like, it, I used a sci-fi reference to get to it. Actually, I've used sci-fi references to break physics a couple of times, it's funny. Um, th so, and I'm like, okay, between the tick and the talk, between the tick and the talk. And it's not the first time I, it, I felt time change around me. And I, I run around, of course, I'm screaming and I, and I stop them and they all stare at me slack jawed. And they're like, where the fuck did you come from? <laughs> that like, they had not made it to the car. They had not made it to the lot. They were I, like, I was like, well, I, I, you know, so I had somehow gotten to them and them traveling a shorter distance than me and the other friends had. Well, I think you were channeling Usain Bolt. That's what it was. <laughs> maybe, maybe. You know, like, well, honestly, um, remember our tall artist, Lanky friend? Yeah. Um, the <laughs> he was chasing me once and couldn't catch me. I, I, I did that whole timey-wimey, wibbly-wobbly thing and sped my little ass up. And so That's maybe, yeah, maybe it's just adrenaline. Um, I've opened locks that shouldn't be able to be opened by talking sweet to them learn that and uh, like i think one of the beastmaster movies or something like that or one of those knockoffs mm -hmm. and i talked to it and then just twisted my thumb and uh our friend who uh you know how it's uh jack king queen and so a card named friend he oh he witnessed that uh me getting into a locked building at night that way and he was like how i just tested this door do you have a key and i'm like no i just talked sweet to it um, <laughs> if and, anybody would believe it though it'd be him <laughs> right um, and i was in scotland at the edinburgh performing in the edinburgh fringe fest and this happened in front of an audience um there's a part where the main character is flogging me so i'm in a maid's dress wigs breasts everything right like um and he's whipping me and i'm supposed to jump up and then run around the couch and so all of a sudden i'm behind the couch and I was like, I did that so fast. I jumped over this damn couch. I don't even remember. Like, and I, you know, like sneak off stage. And he, he grabs me off stage later. And he was like, what happened? <laughs> and I was like, what? And he's like, how did you do that? And I was like, do what? And he was like, one second I was hitting you. And the next second you weren't there. 
And I was like, I, I don't know. You know, of course I wanted to be cool and pretend like I did it. And I was like, just jumped. And, you know, and so I must have just jumped fast. Mm -hmm. But someone on stage with me, you know, mm -hmm. like people don't stick around afterwards. I wish one of the audience members had done it, but that was also equally weird. weird this time. <laughs> but yeah, you know, so, so things like that, like sometimes reality's thick and I've got to move slower through it. And I, you know, another friend well, has and, caught me on those days. Well, and, and um, something else that, again, I'm going to go back to that, that show on Gaia, but they're talking about uh, the whole uh, concept that NASA has with the ion drive mm -hmm. disproves a lot of the physics understandings that we have. And so um, the fact that, again, all of our understandings can change in a moment's notice. So just because we understand physics as they are, doesn't mean that's what they are. So oh, and, and it, it for sure won't be the physics of tomorrow. <laughs> like right. that's the very nature of the science that we participate in is that, you know, it's constantly tested, reevaluated. And then when the new stuff comes along, like, gosh, look at medical science right now. Right. Like pure witchcraft. <laughs> like a couple well, hundred you, years ago. I, you look at it, it's like early 1900s we fly at Kitty Hawk and in less than 50 years, we're on the moon. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. It um, moved so fast. So why did it slow down? Right. Like that's one thing mm -hmm. they talk about in deep space is like, why did it slow down? Hmm. Did it? Though? What did, what did we, well, yeah, did. well, yeah, that too, but uh, publicly, why did it slow down? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and we, we really innovated and I know we're, we're not talking about, uh, Santosh and his, uh, paranormal experiences right now, but we've, <laughs> we've really innovated internally. If you think about it, you know, we've, we've got smartphones, we've got yeah. LED TVs, 4K TVs. So, so all of those internal innovations, I'm sure are either byproducts or, um, or, or really, cause you, you look at pretty much any major significant technology breakthrough that we have had as a human, as a human race over the last millennia, it's always been a military application that is later applied in the commercial space. Like Velveeta. <laughs> Spam, you know, but, but no, like. <laughs> we turned our attention to processed cheeses. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, you look at the internet, a lot of the medical breakthroughs that we've had have, have really started out as a need from a, a military application and then later branched into the, the commercial side. So, if if our technology is advancing to this point from a cell phone perspective makes you wonder how for how many years it was at that point for the well, military it's it's part of why i think the military releases information or the government releases information when it does is it's almost like here's some info get ready for some of this you right? know um, oh yeah come on like, we all know like this all the mk ultra stuff that's come out over the past couple of years and now uh, like the navy and the pentagon's releasing these videos and saying yeah. they're looking into ufos i think they're just trying to get us ready because mm -hmm. we it's just we talked about it last week it's like yeah i when the pentagon released it why was not everybody and their mother sh sharing it on facebook because when the navy did it a year ago or when to the stars academy did it three years ago we've already kind of gotten yeah. used to it, you know? Right. Mm -hmm. So, and I, I think that's very, very interesting. Well, also, aren't you all a little disappointed by this new UFO shit? I'm like, well, the reason we don't care is because we already knew this. I've seen all yeah. these videos. Yeah, yeah, for real. It was something new, and I think everybody would be clamoring, but this is... Oh, well, and that's, we that's my point, is I think... That's a, yeah. I think, get so, ready. I think we're going to start seeing some more. Well, and, I, and it, mm. so that's where I think that, you know, to both of your all's point, it's... um 
the the release of these videos from the DOD was not really a release. It was a confirmation. Yeah, it was a confirmation. Mm-hmm. That you know they they re-released them yeah. so that they are officially from the DOD. But it is really just more a confirmation that yes, these are valid. Well, and even then, uh, watching um, the unidentified, how they talk about that. There are much longer versions of these videos that the government has that we've only received small portions of them. Yeah. You know, they drop it out little by little, like even Tesla's shit was, was locked away for release later. Like not, not to bring in the JFK stuff too, but this is what they do. They hold on to information until like they deem society capable of ingesting. Right. Speaking of which uh, I'm going to switch topics here because this makes me think about it is you know people holding things one thing that happened to you one time didn't happen in waking life happened to you in dreaming life and it has always piqued my curiosity um during a big bout of you trying to lucid dream you got into the point where you started asking the people in your dream who they really were as opposed oh, yeah. to the masks that they had on as family members or friends and that mm-hmm. you had some frightening results from that. That has stuck with me forever and if, I'd love for you to share that. I, I, I've been trying to catch a traveler. <laughs> and like that that was the part of that. I think, um, I see, I thought you were going to bring up when I met Titania and got told the, the history of everything. Um, Shoe, man. So, <laughs> um, so lucid dreaming, I've been able to, I'm a self-taught lucid dreamer. I still can't. Uh, um, do you know what got me into it? Mm-mm. Saturday comics. Do oh. you remember Beekman? He was a Bill Nye competitor. Yeah. Beekman's world. Mm-hmm. And so Beekman and I believe Jax. Yeah. Beekman and Jax. Yeah, because I was in love with his assistant. Yeah, yeah, it was a girl. It was the girl sidekick, and they would have little write-ins and science experiments. Mm -hmm. And somebody wrote in about lucid dreaming, and so he said, and this was the very first technique I ever learned: (laughs) think of a think of a color before you go to bed. Look for the color in your dreams. Simple as that. Awesome. Everybody (laughs) else gets on this whole big shtick of you know dream journal and seed the dreams and all this kind of stuff blah, 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 blah. you know what i'm saying like it it was, it was seriously think of a color look for it in your dreams and that you got know. me started on training in a lot of ways i've done a lot of different techniques and a lot of different training right, i know you read like the art yes. of dreaming and all of that yeah yeah josh well i was just gonna two things um I, I used to be able to lucid dream and I haven't for the last like six or seven years. And I don't know what changed in my life that made it all of a sudden not possible for me to do that. Yeah, that's around I could the time it. when you had kids. Yeah, well, you, that's what it is. You go in and out. I've had to set it aside. Like I reached the point. Now, this is not this is not a brag. This is not even a humble brag. There comes a point in your lucid dreaming journey where you are not letting dream functionality happen that whatever is actually happening in there your subconscious is sorting itself out it is it is filing shit as as you're going and so if you keep lucid dreaming asserting your conscious will over top of what's happening it can't do what the fuck it needs to do mm-hmm. and then you will feel sleep sleepless restless and when and i've had this happen a couple of times in my life when you can't tell the difference between the dreaming world and the waking world because you've made that that's so fucking solid to mimic this 
which honestly now i'm at philosophically that's a fucking disservice to the dreamscape which i agree like through like i love through the seth Seth materials and different readings it it, like uh that the dream state is probably more akin to our natural state than this is this is just us participating in a in a 3d medium Mm -hmm. um and so forcing that framework onto your dreamscape your dream life is a disservice in a way and seriously if you just if you're like oh shit i'm being attacked by chinese nationalists and i can't rescue the nurse in the in the mud hut i'm just gonna run up this bamboo stalk and fly away (laughs) don't be giving away my next novel idea (laughs) (laughs) no well that's that's seriously one of the dreams i had right before i had to set it down because i was like oh i would just rather feel the experience of flying than let my dream process and it took years to untrain myself to lucid dream not to not lucid dream but to not fuck with the dream it is so hard to like you'll find like as you start to learn to go lucid you don't want to pop the dream then once you can exercise control then you've got to learn to let go of that and let yourself still dream and that's about the time that you're talking about Stefan of when I was like oh okay I need to let the dream progress and let it happen as it is without fixing judging or controlling when I teach meditation that's one of the things it's like your job is not to stop your job is not to change your job is not to um uh oh what what hell I teach and I can't even remember my my typical line uh, your job is not to stop any of the thoughts. Your job is not to judge any of the thoughts. Your job is not to change any of the thoughts. And that's me as a meditation teacher talking to all of my students. You you want to try to get to that level uh, where they can happen. And so there's this divorced space. And in the dreamscape, that's really hard because you're seeing some crazy... Well, even in the meditation space, it's hard because some crazy shit rolls through there. And mm-hmm. we want to believe that we're fucking saints. And that's not the truth. And we want to believe that we're evil. And that's not true either. You know, like like we want to believe uh, we're we're not good people, aka bad or whatever spectrum it is. This is like no, that's just value judgments, and to be able to just let those things happen, it's hard. But w- along that path, I was like, okay, so let's set aside the dream interp that you are every single person inside your dream as well. That you see your mother, it's not your mother, it's your view of yourself as mother interacting with that. That's true for certain ones. But um, I came across an African dreaming technique where all of your, like when you beat an enemy or a bad guy or solve a problem in a dream and know you're dreaming so that you have to be semi-lucid as well, you ask it for a boon to bring back to the waking world. A poem, a song, a story, a phrase to bring back with you from that that scape into this scape. And... um, so, you know, like that was going on at the same time of me going, okay, there are people that that dream. And, and this is kind of based off of like Carlos Castaneda's work as well. Like Don Juan had him work in the dreamscape. And there right. are people that show up from other dimensions in your dream. And when you meet them, it's kind of interesting. But sometimes they're just there not to interact with you. And that's kind of fucked up. Yeah. You know, just little looky-loos. Like, why the fuck are they there? And so I... Yeah, yeah, right. Like, like, is uh, is there a fucking tour guide making money off this? <laughs> give me some astral Bitcoin, goddammit. It's my dreamscape you're watching. You know, like, give me some clout. Uh, like, don't just don't just be a voyeur. Um, so I started questioning the people in my dream. Um, I would be like, "Who are you? No, who are you really?" And it's funny to watch the Matrix glitch in that level because you know like dreamscapes made up by your brain some just won't believe won't break and some won't 
talk, you know, like some won't. But when they blank face and register you, it's a weird fucking feeling, dude. It's a like, you know what I'm saying? When you watch something else take over and then, and wasn't even really like, cause we're talking, there's two different levels. The ones that are actively in the avatar interacting with you or the ones that you flipped a switch. And then it's like, they're waiting for the, they're waiting for the upload of the consciousness to then be like, Oh, something's been flagged. Interact with this. Yeah. It's a weird fucking feeling is all it's I got to say. Man, Sorry, it, that, yeah. that took so long to get there. Yeah, That's well, what it, you wanted to hear, but it just, it's yeah, so it, it made me, and it's, I've always thought that. And I, I constantly have looked back at dreams and wondered who, who is, and I've seen that concept pop up in various sci-fi shows and, and things lightly here and there. Mm-hmm. And some things like that. It's like, who's watching us? You know, it's like, it, mm-hmm. is that all part of programming, right? Is but, there in yeah. our dreams? But you've got to be careful also because it's too easy to fall into that I'm special and they're watching my dreams, A, right. for a reason, or watching them every dream, every, you dream cycle. Hell, how many dreams do you have in a cycle and you have at least three cycles in a night? Yeah. You know, like three big cycles with the multiple cycles within them. So you're, you know, you're going in and out of all of these states anyway. The so fun what's... part yogically is to keep the conscious mind on, along for the ride without destroying any of it. But you know what I'm saying? Like you got to watch... Yeah participating in that oh i'm special and then that that feeds paranoia and for those of us that are neurodiverse that's not exactly the button the the switches you want to flip you know what i'm saying so what's the so it's a little bit of a deception path here um have you ever dreamed in a dream in a dream like what's the deepest you've gone you ready okay so i have to be uh, like i call myself an avid dreamer that's about the best that i can come that doesn't sound cocky or scream, you know, like, I'm a dream master. Um, no, that's Freddy Krueger. Right? <laughs> well, I've had Freddy Krueger dreams. Never dreamt about him until the night after. It, I could always, it was clockwork. We've talked about this. I could watch the movie and go to bed safe. And friends would be like, why are you, why are you not scared? And I'm like, I won't dream about him until tomorrow night. And yeah. he never appeared. It was always the scenario. Right. And that shared dream space. That opened me up to that. So you're talking about getting called in dream loops, like nested dream loops. Yeah. I have... I have lived entire lives in dreams and then woke back up to this. Um, that's where I first really discovered that I was polyamorous. And I was like, oh, fuck, now I'm polyamorous? Well, that sucks. You know, like, 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 but, I, but I was like, no, I've lived the life and I understand, okay, well, you know, I don't have to be, but it's like, yeah, no, I get it. Um, and I have been caught in loops where I wake and I wake and I wake and I wake and I wake. Um, I have pulled myself out of a loop into an alternate reality and I remember sitting in front of this mirror and I was like oh fuck I'm stuck here I woke up into the wrong reality (laughs) how the fuck do I get out of this and I had to struggle with the thought of do I have to kill myself in this reality to get out of it and that was a real fucked up conversation Mm. to have with yourself when you know you're stuck in the wrong one and I was like oh fuck what do I do what do I do what do I do um, whole, like for years, that's just been a regular thing where I wake up, but that was probably exacerbated by the fact that my mother worked when I was a child and she would pick me up sleeping and transport me back to the house, pick me up from the babysitters. Mm-hmm. And so I learned early on to, or when I woke up, check for the light source and that does that match to a place I know? Huh? 
Wow. So that's how, you know, like I woke up as a kid a lot, um, which probably feeds into this, you know, like dream loop thing. I'm sure that has an aspect, but there's also where you wake up and you do the same thing over again. And I've done a day, I've done a groundhog's day where I've done it several times, you know, like on average, I would say it happens two or three times, like wake up, wake up again, and then wake up a third time. But I've gotten caught where I, I've gotten in where I couldn't get out. And those are exhausting and frightening. That happened in old Louisville when we were living there. And that I, I can't count it because it just kept happening. And I've, I've suffered night hag syndrome as well, like for years. Um, but once I learned to perceive that as failed astral reintegration, it's been, that's been my relationship with that has been completely different. Interesting. Um, and so, yeah, I learned that at, um, what is it? Blue Eagle in Albuquerque. <laughs> yeah. Blue Eagle. Yeah, that's where I came across Robert Bruce's book, which is the one that I showed you, Josh, like the big compendium of, yep. it's got some really good stuff if you want to work on astral travel. Um, so nested loops. And you said the deepest that I've gotten stuck in another reality, um, a full night of waking up. So I don't know how many times I want to say hundreds, but I, you're not counting. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? You're not fucking counting at that point. You're just in a full blown panic attack, wake up loop. Um, like well, that's what I, so I've had times where I'm uh, in a dream three, three levels down, but also lucid in each one. Mm-hmm. So like, I'll, I'll realize that I'm in a dream come out of that dream in the next dream, realize I'm in that dream. Come Inception out of that style. You did preface that. Okay. Yeah. Those are, those can be fun when you wake back up and you're like, Oh, I'm still dreaming. Cause I like to use gravity as my tester. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I can turn on and off lights in my dreams. Some people use that as one that doesn't work reading. I can read in my dreams, you know, and they're like, no, you can't. And I'm like, yeah, you can. The brain tricks itself as long. It's, it's when you go and re-examine it and yeah. keep re-examining it examining it you notice that it changes like you can't memorize a thing and that really sucks when you've won something in the dream but it's written on a piece of paper and so you're trying to memorize it oh Uh. i hate that i'm like you bastards i'll learn to stop accepting that as a gift (laughs) like uh, eventually one day um but yeah so let's see where's the i i love um showing people i can fly in my dreams because that was one of my first dream abilities that I learned. Mm-hmm. Um, and so a lot of times that happens, I wake up. And yeah, I would say with the with the Inception stuff, not that deep, less than five, three to four yeah. on average. And those are, I don't want to say they're super rare, but they're also not common. Um, generally, because when I'm lucid, it's, if I fall back out, it's dream state. And then I can go, but I can ride one lucid dream into the next. There's a technique for holding on through the darkness. And so a lot of times I don't, that is what we're talking about, but it isn't. I would consider that parallel shifting as opposed to depth shifting, Okay, yeah. which is what I think you were talking about, yeah. which, which I can do, but it's more, you know, like, which is also really interesting when you think about it, like locational depth. Um, experiment with how high you can fly and the lower levels of your actual consciousness. So it's almost spherical in that way that you can branch out. And there's astral ways to interpret this as well, but astral astral travel is different than dreaming. I Sorry, unpopular of fucking opinion. It is not the same fucking thing. No. It isn't, you know, like a lot of people want to be like, oh, this is, I'm like, no, it is not the same fucking thing mm-hmm. at all. You can cross dimensional barriers in there. 
you know, like, but that, that's even rarer. Just because you hear it said once, it's like, oh yeah, that's what I do. I doubt it, <laughs> you know, but. <laughs> well, I'm going to derail here. Talking Please, about like, getting, yeah, I, I think I'm deep. rambling too. It's like, getting yes, deep. Josh, I do that. I love it. It's not as, as rare. <laughs> I, I shift from one dream to the next. Uh, my, my newest goal is to see how long I can keep Lucid at a stretch without popping it and without uh, manipulating the dream. That's where I'm at currently on, on that journey. Well, we are definitely starting to run long, so I want to start to oh, re- reel this back in a little bit. Um, and this, we haven't even scratched the surface, so we are definitely going to have to have a part two down the road. But I've got two things that I would love for you to hit on before we get out of here, and that's B and the table in Old Louisville. Oh, table moving. Yes. <laughs> so um, we Ouija'd there. Uh, I want to say quite religiously, but then that creates connotations what i mean is quite frequently we ouija'd together you and i have a damn near unbeatable um rapport when it comes to ouijing together yep. you know we, we trust each other not to move it and for some reason with the two of us that planchette will just fly mm-hmm. it's it's moved so fast sometimes we can't keep up yeah. You know, like we've learned to just like I've learned to we'll say letters out loud and, you know, like just to keep it kind of kind of going. Um, and so we met someone named B. Oh, B's got to come back up. So this is B coming back around. OK, thank you for bringing this up. Um, so this smart ass comes along, you know, and you get these little like pesky little fucking spirits and they think they're all shit. Well, if you got any witchery behind you, you can just fucking banish them. You can push them out of the board. They're not going to be in your house. All this fucking baby witch bullshit. It's like, yes, if you're a fucking noob and a rube, a lot of this bullshit happens. Yeah. But if you know how to take care of yourself and cleanse and actually and, ward your space and exactly, you just don't I was say. fucking with something before you're ready, then you've got, you know, then your shit's covered. So this, someone comes in and she makes a joke <laughs> and she makes a joke that only I get because you didn't know about Maud at that time. Uh-uh. So um, I was like, who is this? And she says, yo mama. <laughs> and, and we laugh and we're like, whatever. Um, funny, that's how we always know that she comes in because she comes in sassy. Mm-hmm. Um, Very much like Aunt Esther from uh, Yeah, Stanford yeah, like with a joke. And so she, she, she flies on into the board and we're, you know, we're laughing. And I'm like, really? You know, like, um, and so we, we learn her name is B at that point. But the, one time she comes in, you know, and you always, I don't care, even if you are friends, you're like, is the other person making it up? You can't get around that fear like really always but Stephanie and I have because because of B working with us and she came in and she made a joke and something and then she spelled out you know Maud and I was like and I start laughing I was like hey and Stephanie's like what's what and I was like don't you get it it's B and he's like well, I, no and I was like B B Arthur was Maud B is making a joke about <laughs> like, like, I don't know what you're talking about. And another time she made a joke that I didn't get and, and Stefan laughed at, you know, like, and it's, 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 and actually B showed up for me at somebody else's house once same, too. Same. And so, yeah, so B has jumped back and forth. She, she's worked with us and she was working with the, with the TTK. Did we talk about that? No. Okay. Um, all right. We'll, we'll gloss over that. Um, and, uh, you know, like, so basically she was working with us. Well, I ask her, here's, here's the building up on the story. So we, she comes in quite often. We laugh, we have a good time. She goes away. We keep weeging for other reasons. Um, 
I ask her to jump into my dreams. I say, I'm going to be looking for her. And she's like, well, I'll be, uh, I'll be wearing something green. Well, that night I'm in a changing room, uh, like a green, what's funny. It's actually a green room. I didn't, I don't think I'm this fucking years old when I realized <laughs> in a green room, the room wasn't green. I'm using the actor's term. I was in a right. green room. Right. So, you know, like when mirrors on one side, performance area outside the room and a woman comes in and she's wearing a necklace, a green jade necklace carved into a Buddha, sit, uh, like a monk, sorry, a monk sitting in lotus position, making this symbol, the victory symbol in one hand, or you could call it peace. It's not the fuck you symbol from like Britain. It's the, yeah. the peace symbol and holding a skull in the other hand. Um, mm-hmm. And I drew it back then too, because I was like, this is this is a thing you know like and and now and i asked her about it and we confirmed later on the ouija that that was her but it was this glowing green necklace and i made myself one out of clay and it looked like the like it, it was a really cool actually like and i wore it and before i left to um to go to new zealand because I was on, I was going to travel the world. I just felt the call. I needed to go. And I wore that necklace and I was like, I'm not going to take this off until I find where this necklace goes. Like I'm supposed to meet someone. I just knew in my heart of hearts, I'm supposed to meet someone that this necklace is is for or makes resonates with. And I'm going to wear this fucker every day until, until I find that person. So I'm living on an ashram, long story, funny stories all through there, training in a tantric yogic lineage, um, become a Swami of the Das Nami order. So my Swami name is Swami Santoshananda Saraswati. I take that very seriously in the way that I am as a yogic monk um, and the way that I teach. It's changed everything in my life. I often say yoga made me a better witch. Um, yeah. AA made me a better yogi. <laughs> <laughs> Picnics um, made uh, a bear a better yogi too. <laughs> right? Um, boo boo. And so there, do, 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 do. You often in this tradition of, of being swamified, that's my word for it, um, as part of this ritual, you give darshan, you give a, you give a gift, uh, like, not darshan, but Donna. Um, you get you give a gift to your your guru your initiators to the ashram it's a symbolic thing some people give all their money you know like in a show my broke ass had no money to give um and it meant a lot to me i gave my necklace to them Uh... and they first thought it was um because apparently in new zealand there is uh it's just called greenstone and it's a form of jade that's native to the island and the maori the indigenous people carve um special little carvings to wear uh as as these power pieces as these totem kind of pieces and they thought that was that and i was like no i actually made it and i you know i discussed i was like I, i'm not when my guru sister um my other initiator uh saw saw this she um she saw her brother you know because i talked to her about it and so she knew how much it meant to me when i when i gave it to them as well well last week i'd have to look maybe it was two less than a month ago like two or three weeks ago um she reached out to me and asked me if i was still doing kirtan and things and and then she said yeah do you remember that that necklace um i've i've got it it was with shanti's things, shanti's huh. things um in his hut and so when he passed 
uh, she gathered up some of his stuff and my, and that, that necklace was still with my guru to the day he died. Wow. And so, yeah. And it just got brought back up and there were other things going on with B that we don't have time to get to, but I was like, it's, Hmm. Isn't that interesting? You know, like coming back around. Yeah. And he always seems to and, pop up when you, you know, need her, man. Yeah. And, and that, 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 that specific necklace made out of the thing she was wearing, pulled mm-hmm. from the dreamscape, made into a real thing, given in a loving ritual was kept and then brought back up in a time where I, the, the ethers were kind of, she was contacting too. So that, I mean, synchronicity, who knows? Good story nonetheless. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and then last story we can uh, do is I was hoping we could talk about the table, our hmm. seance type. This was in, awesome. In old Louisville. Yeah. Um, and also, this is not for there, but we, we need to try that new style of planchette that you didn't, that I found hidden in the book that you sent us and yeah. you didn't read. <laughs> um, we got to try that now too. Um, so we old louisville is the haunted most haunted place that i've ever and lived how in. funny by the way that we lived in a victorian neighborhood and started doing a lot of victorian stuff if you really think about it spiritualist practices yeah, yeah i didn't even era. think about it till right now i yeah today 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 years old when i when i figured that out um you know decades decades later and figured it out now um and real quick before you yeah. get into the story i will say that so back when you started the b story because stefan had said you know the tell us about b and tell us about um the table i heard i don't know if if it was on audio on here like if somebody in one of your all's uh locations moved but i heard what sounded like a table being moved across the floor Mm, that's not interesting. Here. interesting yeah no not here i'm i my grandmother's asleep the grandmother i live and take care live 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 and take care of that's a weird way to yes. say it. you know what i mean um yep. yeah no she's she's been in bed for about an hour now yeah so. sarah's uh snuggled up on the couch back there so mm, interesting weird. but yeah be bees bees crazy like that i wouldn't put it past her ass at all i thought she would have said something yeah you know <laughs> hell Stefan, that spooky voice could be bees ass too i, I know <laughs> yeah, yeah, she yeah. would do something like that she she crazy she crazy she um so most haunted place that's when i first started seeing um grayscale see-through people uh i they're they're fucking ghosts but i've not been able to establish communication with the visualization and so we didn't even get to the the most terrifying story i had which was the guy in the three-piece suit so you know part two we'll save that for the you know like the the non-humanoid creatures that i've seen (laughs) yeah um oh we didn't even tell that story from camelsville with the Uh, thing smoking the cigarette and uh, staring at me okay yeah that's a real spooky gotta be around two yeah 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 i know round two we're talking about table moving table moving um so, you know, we're doing Ouija and everything, and we come across a technique called table moving where everybody sits around the table with their hands on top of it, and you ask the spirit to levitate the table. So, Stefan and I and our roommate there, um, what, do we call her the roommate from... Uh, She's Lizzie. She's fine. I've talked about her before. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, so, Lizzie was there, too. So, we're sitting, you know, like, on three different edges and everything, Um we're asking and there's a little a little rumble and everything uh you know and we get like a little bit of a response and then all of a sudden and it happened on my end yeah, you know we're like, all so, already 
every rumble is everybody else. Yeah, yeah, every rumble. It go it like you're gonna see my hand. It goes whoop like raises like like several feet in one corner. You know what I'm saying? Like like mm. goes like like whoop and and we sc- all of us scream like little girls. Yeah, so only all one of them's actually a girl are on top of the table. Mm-hmm. Okay, and we got a high table on purpose so that our knees couldn't mm-hmm. smack it. A card and table so it was light enough to move. Yeah, and so I'm no. the only one that would be able to probably hit his knees underneath of it. But had I, it would have come up on my side. Yeah, but it comes nope. up on Santosh's side. Like, it, it wasn't hit. It wasn't hit from underneath. Yeah, it was like if all of a sudden you had tilted the table into the floor. Yeah, it was weird, man. It, it but and literally it, that instance one side is, of it just picks up, you know. That and, was the instance where Lizzie was like, "Okay, this stuff is real." Like, <laughs> and, and not and not like like I'm sorry, just to clear clarify this because you're like, well, if three people are sitting around, you know, and Steph and I were opposite. It must have been Lizzie. No, my right arm came yeah. up higher than the rest of the table, yeah. so one corner of it came up mm. higher it legit the was the Caddy one corner lift that yeah. would have been the hardest to do so so yeah it would, like, it we like, screamed screamed yeah well i've heard stefan scream before so <laughs> i have several stories though when we saw the monkey cat together mm, mm, he yeah. uh you know tracy chapman blaring on the radio i got a fast car and, no it wasn't uh, fast car give me one reason to stay oh yeah it. and i'll turn it back around because we were like back around. Yeah, anyways yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, said, I definitely would like to do a part two with you sooner than later so maybe sometime this summer because i know we're booked through i think june mm-hmm. um so maybe we need it, to get to the um black elfin creature smoking a cigarette oh, yeah. i want to get to that story and, i want to uh, the ghost sure we- in new zealand and yeah, hmm? and I want to make sure we talk about Monkey Cat because hmm. Stefan has mentioned Monkey Cat a couple of times as it relates to the Hellier Goblins. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. So yeah, we will definitely need to talk. Like I said, I'd love to get you scheduled to come back this summer. Mm-hmm. I would love to do this sooner than later, so it's still fresh in people's minds. I would love that. Oh, and the channeling time because you were there to mm-hmm. guide me through that. Yep. Which also, Josh, we've got to talk about later too because that's something I want to do since we took you through the hypnosis session. Yep. Okay. Um, but thank you again, Santosh, for coming on. We're gonna skip our thank listener you, story since today was just a really big listener story. Um, <laughs> so we're all good on that. But again, thank you so much. You're always Thank welcome you so on the show. We love yeah. whenever you come I on and when you, you share your knowledge and information with us and our audience. We really appreciate it. Is there anything you wanted to plug while you've got the chance? Um, Santosh David 333 across most social media platforms. Um, SantoshDavid.com should be back up and running soon. And via the Facebook, which is I'm most active on, the um santosh david 333 that'll have the links to all my active websites and stuff because there's going to be i'm going to be launching the sigil stuff and i'm starting a weekly class called psychic sleep which is yoga nidra and that will be sunday evenings via soul rebel lex very so that'll be you know go to one of those find me santosh david 333 and you'll find the the uh the info that'll lead yeah, you to the other cool we'll stuff we'll do and uh, we awesome. can probably share that as well even though I always forget uh, but thank you again we much appreciate it um, we are going to get out of here as usual uh, we got to go but before we go we want to plug our stuff so make sure to check out Fearscape Paranormal Podcast on all of your social medias uh, Facebook 
Twitter, Instagram, those are all at Fearscape Pod, uh, Fearscape Media on YouTube. All of this can be found on the website at www.fearscapepodcast.com. And Josh, why don't you tell them real quickly a little bit about um, our Patreon as well as our YouTube channel. Yeah, so if you uh, like the content we produce, you like the stuff that we put out there, the conversations that we bring you, uh, feel, you know, think about maybe supporting us a little bit with a little, little bit of a monthly donation. Patreon, we got four different tiers. Uh, the two highest tiers get you a free T-shirt. Speaking of T-shirts, if you go out to fearscapepodcast.com, uh, click on the store that'll take you over to our T Public store. We've got some awesome T-shirts out there. Almost every single one of our T-shirt designs can be got on other things like mugs or canvas bags or wall art or pillows Tattoos. or any of that kind of stuff. Yeah, <laughs> stickers, magnets, you, you name it, they probably have it. Um, and, and all of that goes towards helping us to be able to, you know, uh, uh, have, you know, the equipment that we need to make the show as well as uh, eventually when we can venture back out into the world, uh, be able to, to do some on location uh, interviews or, or shows or that sort of thing. So, if, again, if you like what we get, we like what you bring you, uh, please consider supporting us. Right. And uh, one of those things is producing our YouTube channel and our YouTube shows that we have on there. One being Fearscape Unhinged, um, which, you know, we're getting into producing video. And so that's a little more costly and a little more. uh, There's a lot more stuff that we want to do with that. But yeah, Fearscape Unhinged. Check that out on Fearscape Media on YouTube. That's us just shooting the shit, uh, you know, sharing our ideas and theories uh, unhinged so to speak. Um, You know, and then you'll find other content on there as well, trailers and and things like that. But go ahead and check all that stuff out. But yeah, seriously, let's get out of here. Santosh again, thank you so, so much. Uh, Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you. Uh, Thank you all for tuning in to Fearscape Paranormal Podcast. This has been Stefan, and I will catch you on the flip side. This has been Josh. The truth is out there. This has been Santosh, and I still don't have a goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) All right, folks, make sure to hold those blankets extra tight because, you know, things tend to get spooky when you listen to Fearscape. Good night, everybody. Good night. I'm so glad you were able to join us for that horrifying discussion. I hope they didn't frighten you too much. Tune in next week for even more research into the nightmarish and haunting creeps and spooks that we tell ourselves don't exist, but we know they do. Make sure you have your blankets that you hold them extra tight. Next time on Fearscape. <laughs>